everybody to Remotely Renee. We are on episode 26. The WNBA celebrating their 25th anniversary. This is episode 26. I don't know why that matters, but I just liked it. Let me welcome in my two lit crew, VP, Snook, and Cole. So we released, we have released some NFTs to the world. We're calling it my starting five. It's exciting because as an entrepreneur, people can understand that when you're selling something or when you're putting something out there, you just hope people like it. You hope people buy it. And so I was so relieved that I said that I saw we got our first bid and that was on the threes. Um, there's an NFT that to commemorate the seven threes in one half. That's a WNBA record. And I then, was there. huh? I was saying I was there. And VP was there. And then somebody actually bought which one was it? The rings. They bought number one of six for the six rings. So it's exciting. We're excited over here. I mean, there's been other bids and different things, but I'm just talking about when I first had my first one, it was exciting. So I want to ask the two lit crew, let's start with you, Snooka Booka. Which one was your favorite of the of the five of my starting five? Which one did you like the most? The M-E-M jerseys, one of 21. Okay, okay. So that was your favorite call. Which one was your favorite? I gotta say hands down seven threes and you guys know why. Yes, Love tell it. us why, Cole. Tell us why. Because Bryce's voice is the voice that's talking through it. And I love it. I love the energy. I love the way the little people are on it and everything like that. The way they have set up on where you shot the threes. Love it. That was my favorite. Okay, so when Cole says Bryce, she's referring, you guys don't oh. know, but she's referring to her my son. son Bryce. My yes, son that's her week. son. So my nephew, people might not know it, he has this super deep baritone voice, which is made for entertainment purposes. He's going <laughs> to be on commercials. I already know it. So you best believe that I threw my baby on the NFT and he's the guy that's screaming and it's incredible. That's my nephew. VP, what's your favorite? Uh, I'd say originally the, it was the rings one, but I liked how the seven threes one got put all together. And then, yeah. Um, but yeah, like all the music made everything look, or, or yeah, look better and sound better, obviously. Crispy. Yeah, the, the music. So the whole process, just so you guys know, it's it's not an easy process. You have to think of a concept. So we were thinking, okay, what's the five monumental moments? And then you have to put together how you want it. Then you have to try to relay shouts to Heartland Group for just bringing everything to life because it's hard to get a picture of what you have in your mind onto paper and have designers bring out what you wanted to see. And Heartland Group, they assembled a squad to bring together these NFTs. And we'll talk about that later and happening. But for right now, let's see what's on the scoreboard, VP. All right. So the first one, SEC conference, not the SEC, like the whatever federal government stuff. They sent each of the schools in the conference $23 million to make up for Corona-related uh, losses. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? Okay, so for me, it's interesting because I don't want to hear anything about any programs not making it then because I heard that there was a lot of yeah. women's programs shutting down. I heard that schools were prioritizing. I don't, they're not going to use that word, but certain programs just were not able to function during the pandemic for, due to funds. So when I hear things like this, all I think of is that Every women's program better be thriving in the SEC. You guys got $23 million to make sure the school is running properly. I want to see it running properly for everyone. I just, we already know how things were handled in the NCAA when it came to funds and the tournament and different things like that. So I love to see the SEC is bailing out 
the teams there, the schools there, but I just want to make sure that that money trickles out to everyone. What are your thoughts, Cole? I saw you making some faces. <laughs> I, I have a question, Paul, just to make sure I'm understanding correctly. So did they just now send them the 23 or did they send them the 23 during the pandemic? Mm. No, nah, they just sent it to them. <laughs> they just sent them to them. Okay. So, cause I was like, well, I, I don't understand how anybody was shut down with $23 million. Cause some of those programs don't even get $23 million on a regular so, I mean, I get what you're saying. I know it's got to be spread amongst different, you know, sports and everything, but I mean, I'm glad they did send it. And, and that means this year coming up needs to be the bomb because 23 million, everybody needs to level up. Every- well, you know, that's not a lot of money though, right? Doesn't matter because the thing okay. is, they said that they were shut down because of what funds they did not receive or did not mm-hmm. have. Then we give you a $23 million boost. And then if the world is, is supposed to be opening back up, then- you should be a little bit better than you were before. That's all I'm saying. It needs yeah. to be some intentional. The money needs to be intentional. That's all I need to say is where they put it. I okay. like that. What do you think, Snook? Well, my thing is if uh, they come up with some kind of protocol or some kind of equation so that they equally uh, distribute that amongst the programs instead of like, you know, when you have a will and you don't like all your family members. So Okay. Also- only you have to give them one dollar and that's okay <laughs> oh, so if you are not um you know liking the sport or you're not funding it well anyway why you know you want to make sure that all sports get an equal distribution according to whatever protocol you use and not just you know give them a dollar and just say okay i did give them something uh, okay but does I, anybody have any thoughts in general and that's why I said intentional. Make sure that the money isn't put to where it needs to be intentionally instead of just saying, oh, well, the men's program did bring in more money. So let's give them a little bit more money than we give. Like mom said, just to say, I gave you some, I can give you $5. Can you live off $5? You can't live off of it, but I did give you something. That's what I agree with mom, intentional. So, okay. so the number of, of what they averaged, what they lost um, per athletic program was $45 million. Wow. So, so that's so that's not even like covering it. That's what I was that's what I was saying, Cole, when you were saying that's not even a lot of money. So that money isn't gonna be enough to be dispersed around to everyone. Like I like, or if it is, they're gonna have to figure out a way because to that point, they're only giving them half of what they would would need anyway. So I'm just curious of how that 23 million is gonna be sprinkled about. You, well, you know, know how they're gonna get it. They still charge everybody full tuition, so they're good. facts facts only what else you got um the the WNBA just made a partnership the first betting partnership with point point bet so that that's a pretty big uh accomplishment because like if you bring in sports betting into women's sports then uh people are going to bet on it what's your thoughts on that snookabooka hey if the men whatever the men are doing you know i'm all for us (laughs) because they seem to be doing okay. Okay, Cole. I agree, and also it'll also make people watch. A lot more people watch women get they can make more money. People are going to try to make more money, so they're going to start engaging more in the women's sports to make sure their money is right. A dollar make them holla. Listen, we know right. that people will spend mm-hmm. their mortgage, their car note, their life savings to bet. Like people gamble. That's what people do. And we know that the sports betting industry is exploding right now. So I love to see it. Listen, 
the WNBA, that's what we need to do. We need to get sports betting just like everyone else. We need to get top shots. We need to get things that will bring people in from different different reasons because I don't see the NFL, the NBA, or any other sports leagues complaining that they have a fan because, oh, they just like to see the player sneakers. Look, we don't care why you're here. Like, I don't care if you're following the WNBA because you think the players are pretty. I don't care if you're following the WNBA because you're a sneakerhead and you want to see or you like their their clothes. People follow the NBA for that reason. I'm just putting that out there because a lot of people are like, no, we want people that only are going to support the women for women empowerment and different things. Y'all know I like to empower women as much as the rest of us, but fans have different reasons for why they come to things. And so you have to leave all those avenues open so that you can get those doors and those people in on whatever it is. And betting, as we know, is a huge way to bring in fans. So I love to see it. What else you got, VP? Yeah, you know, last year uh, I was doing some WNBA betting and I was lit because I just got yeah, like know some stuff, you know. Oh, yeah, but right how players. did you do that last year before it was? No, they had like the, fan- like the fantasy stuff. It was, it was illegal in the back room. That's not <laughs> no, 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 no. No, the fantasy. Not not like betting the team straight up, like the fantasy stuff. Like the, oh, like, like the, the fantasy basketball. I was about to say, what in the Peaky Blinders is going on? Was, but, okay, so. It was lit. Okay, so you was. Doing the fantasy league type of stuff. But yeah, you see, like people can start leagues and different things. Yeah, we need all of that. We need all of the avenues of income. That's what you got to do as a business. What else you got? All right, so, so I know we haven't brought up Tim Tebow, so it had, had to happen on, on this show, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it's been like three weeks. He's been in the news, so I had to, had to put it but up. What there. do you have uh, to tell us about Tim Tebow? <laughs> His jersey went on sale for the Jags, and it's the number one jersey already in one day. It's the number Tim one Tebow jersey. Played in 10 years, but we kind of already knew this. And the Mets, you know, I think if 2020 didn't – if Corona didn't happen, I think they were going to call him up just for, to get some jersey sales. So let me just tell you, there's a whole debate going on. So first of all, he's the number one in sales in his jersey in women – kids and men's sizes first of all so he took all the categories tim tebow another thing is he's the first player in history to have the number one selling jersey and five different franchises so basically wherever he goes he sells the most jerseys literally number one not just on his team he's number one in the league with this stuff so it's kind of crazy and so there's a lot so the debate is do you guys know about the debate snook cole i'm gonna brief everyone on the debate it's, is there a problem that people think that Tim Tebow might've just got a job to sell jerseys? They think that there's deserving players that may not get a job because they don't have that type of marketability, but they have the skill set and the talent. So there's this really big debate going on about, is that okay? Is that not okay? And so when his jerseys hit number one, a lot of people are like, see, this is why you have them because he's, going to sell a lot of jerseys but then other people are like Colin Kaepernick I mean I don't know I'm just I'm just saying like because people said that if Colin Kaepernick were on a team his jersey would sell out too you know there's a there's a sentiment that he would have sold a lot of jerseys as well so what are y'all's feelings Cole I would love to hear your thoughts I don't know if y'all want to hear my thoughts on it I want to hear them all (laughs) unfortunately I think this is just simply ridiculous I I think (laughs) that it is ridiculous number one when people do the comparison it's not the same comparison in what we're talking about with Kaepernick and with Tebow 
Number one, Kaepernick is not trying to come back as a linebacker and never have played in that position and then walk in front of all the linebackers who've been training for however many years in college or potentially trying to be in the stay in the league who are linebackers. He's not walking in front. That's not what Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick is coming back as a quarterback. Tim Tebow said, I know I can't come back as this position. I'm just going to try my hand at that. And a coach was like, you know what? We're going to let you try. I have a problem with that. That, that, that to me, this is simply just, it's but, just simply ridiculous. I'm sorry. You know, it is an athlete. Is an athlete is, and yes, they can switch them up, but come on. He hasn't played for years. We don't even know. Come on. The reason why it's his coach from college. So it would be like I Renee playing for Gino and wherever land. I think you know what? Let Renee come in as a five after not playing for how many years? He wouldn't say, "Oh, Renee, you know what? You were good as a guard." Go on under there. First of all, Coach Ariema cut me from the USA national team, so it's not the same. Coach Ariema don't play that. Like he, he's gonna pick who he thinks (laughs) is the best. I was just giving an example. I was saying he's actually. I mean, I, I no, I get what you're saying, Paul, is because he knows that Tebow has this potential, and that's all fine and dandy. But what I'm saying is, is that he's not prepared to be a tight end he was not a tight end he did in the in the nfl that's just it's just simply i know they trade like usually that change happens in college people come in as one thing they tra- they change them over they go into the pros is another thing yeah. it's not really a shift of movement from a quarterback to a tight end that's just that's totally ridiculous to me and no I, I mean look there's a large group of people cole that agree with you i mean it's not like you're saying something people aren't saying snook what do you think Are you for it? Like, I mean, it's a mark, like marketing wise, I will say this marketing wise. I mean, you can't fault people. He, he became the number one selling Jersey in like one day is the craziest stuff ever. But to that point, is it fair selling a sport? (laughs) (laughs) Say it again. Say it louder for the people in the back. It is Jersey selling a sport. (laughs) (laughs) That's I mean, to answer your well, question, it seems like money, so sort of. <laughs> it's mean, money games. I, I think that those uh, the NFL is not hurting for money. Yeah, but the Jaguars <laughs> are like one of the worst franchises. Like, <laughs> they're, they're going to put their players umteen, umteen, umteen dollars, and then you're going to do something like you know, are, <laughs> you know, are are your books not right and you need money? Well, also, if you got, uh, if you want to, if you didn't know, also uh, the Jags coach, he's the only minority owner in the league, and he got called out like several times for not signing Colin Kaepernick. Oh, so there's that. Another thing is, I wonder if this adds to 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 anything, but I don't know if you guys know Cole, but Tim Tebow and his coach are neighbors. They live about three houses down from each other. About this, because this is this is if. All he has to do is be a son. It's called nepotism. That's all but I got real, to say. But the That's real, all I got right, to the, say. Biggest, I, the biggest, uh, I won't do it on the show. The biggest stat is he hasn't played football <laughs> in 10 years. So it's like 10 years. Like it's not, you even, know what? It's not even, who cares what position he's played? He hasn't played 10 years. I haven't got on the court and played like a, <laughs> a real basketball game in 10 years. Renee, can I come down to Atlanta and try out? <laughs> 
no <laughs> and be taken seriously like I oh mean, my really goodness honestly, no it's you know, we're, we're family i mean i know you you know me you know my potential can i come down to you Atlanta? are a hard worker cole i will say that you have okay. good work ethic okay so is tim tebow that's all fine Diddy. would you let me on your court with your people you have right now and i ain't played in over 10 years no i got a bit i got a business to run amen sport what do you say I mean, come on now. I mean, there's all kinds of things you could look at, you know, when you're talking about building your team and you're building your team on the fact that someone can sell some jerseys. Uh, What if he actually does well? Do we care? I mean, do people care about that? Like, what if he kills it? Well, then that would be determined. But if he goes out there and he looks terrible, they would be the last. They're not promoting that. They're promoting his jersey feels i mean if i was a person i would be kind of indignant about that because you know maybe i can do good in this position that they're going to put me in but they're banking on me selling jerseys (laughs) i just think i think he should have just stuck to baseball because he was pretty close like he was doing pretty good but you got to think from his point of view he's like oh snap my college coach moved next door to me we're having dinner every night i want to see you know i love football i want to stay around football he even said look thank you to my teammates and the coaching staff i look forward to taking direction from you guys like he's like you know he's all in because this is a great situation and meanwhile like you said vp he's been in the news for three weeks the Jacksonville Jaguars have the number one pick. They picked Trevor Lawrence as the number one pick. And all we're talking about is Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow so that's kind of crazy. Paul, I'd like to ask, what percentage of his jersey sales does he get? I don't know. It's decided by the league and the PA and so. Well, you know, if, if I could just say I'm something and then they bank on my uh, jersey you sales. Ask you, know, about that. you know, maybe that's good. Maybe he gets 25%. So. If he's the highest seller, maybe it's $25 million, you know. No, good, good for him. And let me just say this. This has nothing to do with Tim Tebow as the human because he's actually yeah. amazing. I just saw the stuff that he was doing on human trafficking. There was a story where his dad came across um, a lady that was stuck in human trafficking. And she was like, please help me. Like, you know, like that's all she could tell him. And her dad, they realized that once you save somebody from human trafficking, they've been uprooted from their life everything and so they basically need somewhere to go like they need you can't just it's not enough to just take them out of it you have to also provide like that next step for him so him and his dad have a huge initiative the things that he does off the field are amazing so i want people to understand it's not no, about not that, that no, I yeah, no that. i'm no, saying that as a disclaimer think, yeah. for you yeah. guys is like yeah. it's not about that person. i think he's a good person i'm just Wonderful. saying that it's not necessarily him that i'm on i'm on the team uh this is not his problem this is the team's problem if you ask me yeah no and it's true it's like it's just it just raises questions a 10 years you haven't played you're switching positions to something you never played before and you get a chance like a lot of play a lot to a lot of athletes getting a shot that's all you want like all I want is a shot to prove myself all I want is a shot to see if I have what it takes he got that shot a lot of athletes even look at the FCF you know we have a Quentin Flowers we have a lot of players that were amazing in college they just want that shot so the question is, you know, did he deserve that shot more than other people? We'll never know, but that's going to be the great debate. That's all we have for scoreboard. Woo, I like scoreboard today. Spicy. And now we're <laughs> now we're moving on to our new segment, Remote Game Show. 
Oh, hold on. I'm about to come up with my... Hey, my, Suzanne my... A. Bear? Yes. This is Renee, and you are live on Remotely Renee for our segment, Remote Game Show. <laughs> well, hello, Renee Montgomery. Well, hello there. You're here with the Two Lit Crew, as you know, and we have five questions that you have to answer in two minutes. VP, do you have the clock ready? We're doing two minutes or one minute and 30 seconds? Oh, it's one minute for Suzanne A. Bear because she's a lawyer. Oh, and we're doing we think- one minute? <laughs> <laughs> hey, two lit crew. Hey, hello, hello, hello. Suzanne. Hey, Snookabooko. It's great to see you again. <laughs> oh, it was so great to see you again, too, Suzanne. I love this love fest, but we got to get to the game. Okay, VP, are you ready? All right. Okay, Suzanne, for your first question, it is, which planet is known as the red planet? Mars. Ding, ding, ding. Which Jamaican runner is an 11 time world champion and holds the record in the 100 and 200 meter race? Usain Bolt. Oh my goodness. Which month has 28 days? February. Uh, all of them. And which, oh, <laughs> in which video game did Super Mario first appear? Oof. Where's Jacob when I need him? <laughs> Ask her if she wants to phone me in. <laughs> she said, do you want to phone a friend? <laughs> I do want to phone a friend. Snookable. Oh, no, they know the answers. We don't have that. No, I don't know the answer, one. but I think I know the answer. Oh, VP, what's the answer? Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong is correct. You phoned a friend. Name two segments from the show remotely. Renee, you have 10 seconds. IRL. Uh-huh. Okay, so what was that? How many did she get? Three out of five. Suzanne, I love it. I love it. They wanted me to have way harder questions for you, by the way. That happened in the, they thought that these were too easy for you. Well, so I'm going to say, I hope that I'm so far in the lead because if someone got five out of five, I'm going to be very disappointed. You are only the second person that we've actually done it with. So there's, it's Todd. Y'all both got the same thing. Damn, I like to win. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, Suzanne, thank you for joining us on Remote Game Show. All right, thanks very much. <laughs> Bye. Oh, I love it here. I love it. That's what I'm going to start doing. So you guys, what we're going to do every week now is I'm just going to call somebody in my phone. You know, it could be LaChina Robinson. It could be Kalena Green. It could be Marshawn Lynch. If you're it, if your number's in my phone, I just might call you for a remote game show. I love it here. We love games. How do y'all feel about that? I think it's great. Are we going to, are we still going to donate? Are they going to donate? Are we going to? Oh yeah. We need to, I forgot to ask. So Suzanne, I didn't even ask Suzanne about the money aspect and she was just ready to play the game, but you know what? We're going to donate that money for people like Suzanne. And we didn't even ask you Suzanne. So sorry for people like Suzanne, we'll donate the money that you win from the game to a charity of their choice. So I'll follow with her and let her know she got what three questions, right? So how much money did she win? She got $60 because it was three of the regular questions. She didn't get the uh, remotely Renee question. Bomb. So we'll send $60 to a cause, anything of her choice. We know there's a lot of things going on right now. So we want to always have a moments equal momentum type of moment. So I love it here. And so we're going to move on from remote game show to now happening IRL. And so with happening IRL, 
as we talked about at the top, we have NFTs out and these NFTs came to life. You hear me? We had artists from all over the world and we're going to let those artists talk about how they brought the visions that we had onto paper and then animation and then illustration and then all of that. Guys, take it away. Thanks, Renee, for having us on the show once again. And I'm Jonah Ballo with Hartwick Group alongside our head of creative, Elliot Gerard. Part two this week, as we discuss Renee Montgomery's exclusive NFT collection, we are the team that concepted the creative behind it, the overall look and feel. We discussed this last week on the pod about how we created sort of this NFT court with a very space looking uh, technology vibe to it with utilizing the colors that we use for the brand identity for Renee's show. And uh, th this was a unique opportunity where we tapped into our collective with five artists from around the world. We know these artists closely, we've worked with them before and we felt they were the perfect people to really bring this to life. And again, it was all about storytelling, it was about artwork, and it was how we can make these NFTs come to life in a special unique way for the Starting Five collection. And Elliot, it's so exciting that we have this opportunity because we love what these artists were able to accomplish for this project. Yeah, I loved working with all these artists um, in the past and, and, and obviously for this project. Um, and they all bring their own strengths and talents to this, you know, and also we're all just a pleasure to work with, you know, that, that's, that's the, the greatest thing about this is we've built these relationships with all these special people across the world. All right, let's go out to the artists and hear from them directly about this project and what exactly it meant to them. Ciao, noi siamo Chubros Creative, siamo un duo di illustratori italiani, viviamo e lavoriamo a Vicenza, io sono Andrea e io Luca. Dedicarci a questo lavoro per noi è stata un'occasione interessante eh, in quanto ci ha dato modo di concentrarci sulla struttura delle nostre illustrazioni, eh, sulla palette dei colori, ma anche eh, di ragionare su alcune delle tematiche che al giorno d'oggi sono molto importanti, il diritto al voto che tutte le persone dovrebbero avere e l'uguaglianza tra tutti noi. Inoltre noi condividiamo tutti i temi che René va a toccare in questa sua campagna di NFT e tra l'altro questi NFT stanno esplodendo adesso quindi è stato molto interessante per noi approcciarci a questo nuovo tipo di arte digitale è stata anche una sfida creare queste illustrazioni intorno al suo tweet e super divertente a livello di colorazione e struttura My name is Dustin Watson, I'm an artist from Phoenix, Arizona I was asked to share what it means to me to uh, be a part of the Renee Montgomery NFT project um, and for me first, before everything I'm just so thankful that uh, Heartland Group, that Renee and her team have trusted me to be a part of this project. They've trusted me to uh, bring my style in a way that's cool, but also in a way that pushes myself and uh, expands on, on what I've done in the past uh, to really provide something that works in this new space and that works for Renee and her team. Um, I'm just so thankful that I was trusted with this first and foremost. The second, you know, we've seen the NFT space blowing up recently and I've really wanted to figure out a way to, uh, to take part in that. And I think this project, working with, with these teams, with these people, with these creatives who are, are so amazing and do such great work and have such great platforms, I think for me, it was the best case scenario to be able to work on a project like this. And uh, it's really something that I'm excited for, that um, I've really enjoyed working on. And I think uh, we've come up with something really cool. 
Um, and I just couldn't be happier to be working uh, on this project with the, with this team at this time. Um, it really is uh, just the perfect opportunity for me. What's up, y'all? This is Grab from LA. Very excited to be a part of this NFT. This will be probably my first time really doing the NFT. And it's such an honor to do it with someone such as Renee Montgomery. Um, she's such an inspiring person and her story is powerful. So I'm very excited and um, hope you guys enjoy the design. Hello, I'm Huang Yiming, from Taiwan. Renee Montgomery Group因为他们又信任我的创作能力然后我也有机会可以跟WNBA的女球星合作这对我来讲都是非常的光荣的那关于NFT呢 那最后我希望大家可以喜欢我这次与Holland was really excited to work on this project because I've always wanted to look into creating NFTs. Combining that with creating one for Renee is just amazing. Um, I love that she's a role model for young black girls and I love her spirit for activism and that's kind of what drew me in um this project is very meaningful to me as a black woman and as an artist and i cannot wait for the um, images to be finalized and launched so great to hear from these artists and renee we can't thank you enough for the opportunity it was so exciting it's really a great collaboration working with renee from the beginning talking about all the concepts then us coming, you know, brainstorming together, you and you, you and me, Jonah. And then we found the artists, worked with them, created the animations together, and and then brought them into uh, NFT world. So you know, really such a collaborative, amazing process. We've seen some of the press coverage in Forbes and people reacting to the unique creative that we were able to accomplish with this. It was such a great collaborative effort with our artists. Heartland Group and Renee's team. So uh, we're so excited to see this come to life. And there's many more to come. I think this is going to be an exciting space for athletes to work in. So thanks again. And we'll send it back to Renee Montgomery and of course the two lit crew. Okay. So what did you think, Cole? Like, what are your thoughts on this international graphic designer flavor that we added? I actually thought it was a great idea because it gives a different aspect with different people doing it. It made it a, a better rounded collection. You don't see the same, same art in every single one. You see everyone else's take on it. And I thought it was a great idea. I thought it was absolutely wonderful. I agree. I remember when VP told me that we were going to have some international artists like getting down on the NFTs and I'm like, what? So I'm so here for it. I love expanding. Like I always love expansion and things of that nature. So Oh, you guys, the NFTs are on sale at OpenSea.com. It's under my name, Renee Montgomery. Go just check them out. Tell a friend to tell a friend because it's different. I know it's different. I know you probably don't know what's really going on, but just go look at them. See if you like it. Bid on it. If you don't, no problem. But just trying to do some things a little different around here. And speaking of doing things different, we're going one-on-one -on -one with 
Roz gold on wood a and when I say it's different so me and Roz we have had some battles we talk about those battles actually in the conversation but you know Stanford knocked us out of the final four and I'll never forget it okay but Roz has went on to be a rock star in the in the analyst space and she's hosting everything she's with the boardroom I remember she started out with Golden State I'm gonna talk to Roz listen to her story she's a pioneer I remember Roz was doing it big and I was like I see you Roz Roz Gold on Wooday, thank you for joining me here on Remotely. We already been talking, so I'm gonna, but I'm gonna start back before. Okay, so I always ask everyone, did young Roz know that she was gonna go on to play in at Stanford and then do all? So let me just ask you, what was young Roz thinking that Roz was gonna be when she grew up? Young Roz grew up with a Nigerian father, so. <laughs> I thought maybe I was going to be a doctor. I thought maybe I was going to be a brain surgeon. Ah, uh -uh, Fatima, become a Gisime daughter is a doctor. <laughs> Look at your peers. What is basketball? But um, nah, maybe I thought I was going to be a brain surgeon at some point. I mean, early on, um, I probably thought about being a basketball player. I definitely didn't think I'd be a broadcaster. But I want to make sure to say um, the passion for the game came from my mother. Um, and she was the one that you know, created little teams in Queens, put flyers on the lampposts yeah, and got the girls yeah. together and the mothers together. She used to take pictures and she was one of the first people in our community that really understood like websites and used to put our little pictures up um, for the, you know, little tournaments we played on the websites. So, you know, everything that's kind of going well on the basketball side, even off the court, you know, was started from my mom really giving me a ball and giving me a chance with the game. I love that. Shouts to the moms because mine was the same. So I think all of us will have the same type of situation. But also, I wanted to ask you, so you started out, you didn't know what you were going to be. When did you realize that you could, like, you're, you're good? Like, you know, like I always ask everybody, when did you start to realize I might be a little bit above average? In broadcasting? No, in basketball. I'm starting young. Oh. We're, start, <laughs> we're starting young. Because oh, young girl, basketball, I was... You were above average, Raj. You got a scholarship to Stanford in that team. No, I'm saying I, 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 I was, I was really good, young. You was good, young. So when did you realize that though? Because a lot of people like so. I've realized with the guy side, a lot of them mm -hmm. be like, yeah, junior high, high school. They feel later that they realized they were good, maybe because they felt like there was a lot of good competition, young, but. When did you realize that, like, I think I might have something here that I could, like, look towards to? Oh, yeah, girl. So I grew up, uh, I started playing when I was four. Um, I was playing up, and I was already, you know, just as good as the older kids. I used to play at the park a lot. And I remember after a while, um, and it was mostly the boys at the park, um, after a while, I used to come to the court, and guys would be like, she can't play. She can't play. Ross can't play because... I was just so much better. And then uh -huh. eventually my mom, then, then my mom came out and said, you have to let her play. And then it was, we got Roz, we got, it was a fight to let me play. And eventually boys got to the age where they got bigger, stronger and could jump higher. Yeah. And they started to, you know, just get better. But um, for a while, like, you know, that's how it was growing up. And then coming up in New York, I was actually, 
you know, came out was the top guard in the tri-state area. Like you can, we have the same stories. People who played college at the colleges we played at, we were all the best in our look, respective I want state. people to know your story. We might have similar <laughs> stories, but look, you talked about it. Like, I want people to know your story because I think it's, your story is very, very unique, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and I guess I was, I've been this height and size probably since like uh, fifth grade or something like that. So you know, I was always kind of a big guard. Um, and I definitely came up in New York much more focused on my handle and, and I could drive to the basket really strong, right? It wasn't really until I went to college and went to Stanford that I learned a lot more about the, uh, the, the way to think the game, the cerebral aspects, develop the jump shot. And also there were a ton of other players who were the best in their, in their respective states. And so I learned a lot more about like, you know, finding my role, finding my lane and being a part of something big. But when I was young, coming up in New York, oh yeah, no, been good. Been <laughs> about it, okay? And so you ended up going to Stanford, you talked about it, having a Nigerian dad. So did that affect your decision for your college? Like, is that why you picked like Stanford, only one of the top academic schools in the nation? Is that, did that have anything to do with it? Or was it, you let like Tara all the way, the program? I actually, the first school that was recruiting me um, was Brenda Freeze in Maryland. Um, and I very much was thankful for that attention and the chance to even have that opportunity. In fact, my freshman year at Stanford, Maryland went on to win the national championship. But, but right, right. But um, Stanford came in a little bit later. And for me, I was coming up in a house that was just, hey, ball and academics. Um, also for me, growing up in, in Queens, and very, I'm very much a very basic kind of Queensy girl, like nothing, you know, we're just regular people, you know, like uh, maybe lower middle class, you know, maybe, you know, the biggest thing I trip I'd taken was an AAU trip, actually, um, probably like Disney World to play like that AAU basketball tournament there. And those were my first palm trees I saw. But outside of that, I really didn't get to see them like that. So imagine me going to Stanford's campus and them driving me down, you know, sold all the palm trees going down to Memorial Church. It, I've never seen such luxury in my life. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, what is that velvet? Like, I was like, yo, it's crazy. But um, no, my, Tara came for a home visit. Uh -huh. uh, Tara and Vanderveer, shout out to the Stanford Women's Basketball Champions. Hey, yes. I'm sorry. I, I know this is it painful for you. What happened no, to your I, team? That's why I like it because I mean, like, I get it. I like excellence. So y'all won. <laughs> okay, and y'all been excellent so long, damn. Can somebody else have a moment? Sheesh. Listen, you knocked me out. So I wasn't. You knocked me out of the NCAA tournament my, my sophomore year. So I, you know, I I talked about. There's a photo. We were talking about this before the show started. Nope. There is a photo, and if passion was in a photo, it would be that photo of you and I going after a loose ball. But to me, it was lit. <laughs> like we, you could just see the like that's women's basketball. To me, women's basketball in a photo was that photo. I'm gonna have to get that photo so we can show. We need that photo. Yeah, I hope I hope y'all have uh, Getty's rights images and stuff. Y'all got is. Does I don't know. Like, like, no, we might have to just. Does girl, the show have that budget? Yeah, you don't ask permission. You be on the big platforms. Y'all gotta ask permission. <laughs> no, we I'm sure y'all got. I'm sure y'all got it. But we need to get that picture, Renee. You're absolutely right. And off, it's one of my favorite photos from my collegiate career. We are both just fiercely clawing, <laughs> holding each other, and you can't. You can see it in both our eyes. We're trying to get the ball and the ball is it goes out of bounds you can see the out of bounds line at the down at the baseline right. too yeah like i wonder i wonder who got the ball <laughs> i don't know <laughs>
probably you. It was probably you. It probably went out of town. It looked like (laughs) close enough to actually get it. But that's the point. Women's basketball. And I think that's what kind of bonds all of us. Like right when we got on the call, we started just talking. I'm like, let me start this show so we can talk about this on air. But I feel like there's this common build amongst it was women's basketball. But now if you look and you saw the draft that happened recently and you saw the jersey reveal, you can just see that women now there's this new movement going on where women, we understand that like it's our time. I mean, even take you. You're on these huge platforms, the boardroom. I remember like pumping it up when you were doing the sidelines for Golden State Warriors. I remember being like, Roz, I see you. Can you just talk about just where women are in media now from where, I mean, in 2009, we both like that we're the same class. So there's been a dramatic jump. Just can you just talk about that? Yeah, I mean, and I can say the same for you, girl. Like, you know, I'm gonna take this moment to just pour the praise on you and how you know, you have steadily, you know, right now I feel like it's been an explosion for you, but you've been putting in the work on this side of the broadcasting. And so I'm very happy to see all the ways that um, you have impact and like your voice really matters and has strength right now and, um, and will continue to do so and grow. So, um, and especially because you know how we even came up together, um, it's extra meaningful. And I do actually really remember you always showing love, especially early in my career when, you know, I was, I'm still building up to certain things. And, um, you know, right now for me, um, I'm at ESPN in the boardroom. It, I feel like on one side, I'm covering NBA and WNBA with, with ESPN, but the boardroom is sports business, yeah. which I know, you know, I know you're interested on the word sports is meeting tech and crypto and business. We'll talk about it, yeah. but I feel like you're so right. Like, women's sports is growing in attention. Um, The the product is great. I think the biggest thing is that so often we have conversations with women about how they've overcome their femininity in a male dominated world, how they've overcome being black in the space. But the, the, the vantage point is wrong. I think we've really begun to blossom because instead of having conversations of overcoming as though our femininity or our blackness is an obstacle, we're leaning in on those exact characteristics that actually give us strength, right? Like I, for real in my career, don't feel that I fully didn't, don't feel that I fully like took off or found my lane or until I leaned in the most into who I am as a woman, as a black woman, as a, my personality, the things that I care about, instead of trying to hide us or, um, you know, make us fit in, like these can be viewed as our unique strengths and perspectives. And that's what's happening with women's basketball. The game has been good and it continues to improve and parity is up, but we're, we're having we're learning more about the causes and passions like you have shown us so well this summer that are important to the WNBA players, to you, Renee. And we're also learning like who you are as a person. And like, that is what also not only builds interest, but also translates to money too. Okay. So Snookabooka, like, as we've talked about, y'all traveled to every single final four. Y'all was at all the NCAA tournaments, the big East tournaments. Y'all were always there. Do you remember them battles with Stanford that we used to have? I do. I do. It seems like, can we not come play and not have to play Stanford? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Every year. (laughs) It did. You know, it's like when, when there's the top teams, it does feel like you match up with them a lot and you really don't, but it just feels like that because it's like when you match up with somebody and it's a big moment, it feels like 
you're always matched up with them. But I agree. It was like, come on, Stanford. Duke knocked us out one year. I don't forget those things. But yeah. I digress. Snooka Booker. Snook, what are you going to say? No, I was going to say that uh, every time that we uh, went to a final four or even, you know, get down to the elite eight, I was looking to see, can we not make it the, the, the thing so that we don't have to play Stanford until the championship game? I never <laughs> want to play them until the championship game. But let me just let me just put a disclaimer. Oh. That was my snooker book of talking. We were not ducking nobody at UConn. We just that that's that's from Mama Snooker Booker. That was I, from our nerve standpoint. That's what it was. <laughs> this was from me and mom and the family, everybody who was watching for our nerves. Like, please just let us get by them until <laughs> until we get to the championship and be done one and done with it. We didn't want to see them twice. Like no, and and listen, that's a good squad. Shouts to there was um Roz Gold on Wood A, Jane Appel. I think mm -hmm. Neka Gumake was there at a certain point. Mm -hmm. um, Candace Wiggins was balling for them at that point. They were a solid squad. I mean, and there were a lot of teams that we could name five players that you know who they are now have played in the league um, that we were playing against in college. It was tough. But like I said, that was good times. I love catching up and seeing, you know, where people are at, what they're doing now, and Roz is killing it. So now we're going to move on to somebody else killing it, and that's my Snooka Booker. What you got for remote roots today, Snook? Okay, well, May is Mental Health Month. Yeah, Mental health is health. And as long as we are going to talk about it, we need to talk about the pandemic, you know, how it's affected everybody. I don't see how you can have made it and not have been affected by the pandemic. Uh, so today I was going to give you a few things you can do that one, are free, two, can help you both mentally and physically, and three, uh, make it so that when you get ready to expand yourself out into the new world, you're ready to go. Your mental health is all taken care of. So what I'd like to do first is a little exercise with the two-lit crew. So oh, okay. so first I'm going to talk about uh, deep <clears throat> breathing exercises which are very important for just preparing your body or whatever. So, so you mean tell me you want us to do that right here live? I want to, we can even do it sitting down. So if you're at the office or you're sitting down watching TV or you're sitting at the table eating, you can do deep breath exercises. It doesn't cost you anything. It's free. You don't need any equipment. And it's so good. It can improve your uh your heart rate, it can reduce the sodium in your body. I mean, it does things for you that, you know, that you really need to have done for your mental health. So the first thing we're gonna do is- Uh-uh, okay, how many things do you have planned for us to do? We're just gonna do one exercise, a deep breath exercise. Okay. So, I don't know if I can do like it right now. My nose might be like, <laughs> might be- yeah, VP just had a random nosebleed. We're all a little concerned, but we're still just flying by like I'll nothing. I'll breathe deeply for you, Paul. Maybe uh, you do need to do this, VP. Might come inhaling. out. And you know you will inhale through your nose for this. A deep breath exercise, you inhale through your nose. So just take a deep breath, and then you exhale. I do this every morning. Inhale. Exhale. And again, you can do these for a minute and you know, that's it. 
And we also got to catch up with Elizabeth Williams of the Atlanta Dream. We asked her, you know, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. What do you do for self-care? For me, self-care is journaling. Um, it's something that I don't necessarily do enough or like doing, but I know once I do it, I feel a lot better just reflecting on things that I'm thankful for uh, and just how I'm feeling because I'm not someone who expresses myself a lot. I'm not super emotional, but um, so for me, it looks like journaling, like meditating. Sometimes it just looks like watching Netflix and, and keeping my mind away from things. So Snookabooka, I love it. We need to, the whole month of May is Mental Health Awareness. NBA has having NBA Cares events about it. WNBA Cares events about it. It's a real important thing because as Snook said, mental health is health. So I need to make sure I take that as serious as possible. So Snook, I will do my breathing exercises and all that jazz. And we're going to move on to Remote Roses. All right. So for Remote Roses, we have a special guest because it's my guy. I see him all the time. I've seen him at the games. I've seen him on social media. He's been breaking a lot of stories on social media and just following the WNBA. I believe he broke the story of Brianna Stewart, Brianna Stewart signing to Puma. So B Terrell, you're doing some things. Uh, to be honest, really it for me, it was just the attention to detail. I mean, I, I'm obviously, I'm a sneakerhead, somewhat, kind of, sort of. And so that's what I pay attention to, the sneakers, those accessories and things like that. And so I'm, you know, peeping the, the footage from the store media day. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That ain't Nike. That ain't no Kobe's. That ain't no LeBron's or nothing. Like, what's going on here? And so I'm like, she rocking some Pumas. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, she came in in 2016, so it's been about five years. Normally, that's about the life cycle of a contract, you know, four or five uh -huh. years. I'm like, let me do some digging. And then, lo and behold, you know, we ran the story, and there, I mean, it, we kind of sent some shockwaves to everybody. <laughs> you sent a lot of shockwaves. I saw WNBA Twitter making sure that people credited you for breaking that story. And just so WNBA people Twitter. know. <laughs> listen, you look, listen, we are here for you, WNBA Twitter, breaking you breaking stories, news popping all the time. But you write for W Insider, you made for the W, you are at our games covering it. What all are you got your hands in? Um, so yeah, so I cover um, like you said, for Windsider, for uh, Made for the W, um, Nets Republic as well. And so I cover the, NBA, the WNBA, the NBA, as well as NCAA hoops. And so I do, I just love, I love basketball. I love sports, but I really love basketball. And so um, I'm a, I guess, a, a budding photographer. No, I say guess. it with your chest. I'm a photographer, you know. Thank you. You probably <laughs> see some of my work, you know, on, you know, of course, made for the W, um, you know, nice kicks, other things like that too, soul collectors. So, you know, I guess I'm a photographer. You I doing things. <laughs> okay, you are doing things. We're going to have to link up and get a photo shoot going because you're doing oh, things. Bet. You also are super fly. And I'm hearing that you launched your own brand. Is it called Dot Seven? And it's comfy clothing that you would like to wear covering the games. Talk about it. Yeah. So Dot Seven. Um, so I started covering the league uh, professionally back in 2019. 
And so uh, the last season I was able to see you play. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, 2019, I, I started um, this brand. I basically uh, wanted to find something that I like. You know, I, I remember I used to try to go to the game all dressed up and stuff. And I'm like, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> and so I'm like, let me get something that I, I would like to rock. So it started out with just a hoodie. And then it branched into hoodies and T-shirts and sweatshirts and shorts and stuff. So, um, yeah, the name is called Dot Seven. Um, and it's and why is it called Dot Seven? What's where did that name seven. come from? Well, so it's a combination of things. Dot Seven. It's my it's my favorite. Well, the number seven is my favorite number. Uh-huh. And then that, of course, obviously, is there. And then when I look at when you think of a dot, you think of a period. A period normally comes at the end of a sentence. And so that sentence, whether it's like doubt insecurities all of that and so dot seven basically the number seven represents depending on what you believe perfection and or a new beginning and although perfection not might not be possible it's something that you can always you know strive for so dot seven you know is the end of me basically second guessing myself and going towards the mark of a higher calling hey glory Okay, you gotta <laughs> preach over here. Preach. That's what I like to hear. And so you came here to show some love, give out some roses. Are you ready to start with it? Everybody, y'all got y'all's. We need a. Oh, what is the score? Have you went back and counted VP? What's going on with that? Because I'm tired of the lie. I'm, I'm gonna have, have junior work on it. <laughs> I have three. I have six. You have five. Paul has four. So you definitely don't not you definitely that don't ain't right i got about i got about seven maybe i got oh, about dot seven no 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 i got about dot seven wins i don't want to hear nothing about it oh. I, no 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 but we'll figure that out later be okay because we're very competitive as you can see i've noticed <laughs> i've noticed and i think what only one person has been able to stump y'all yep Two now, two. Two. Oh, two. two recently. Poison Ivy, DJ Poison Ivy. Oh, stumped us. So, Jazz and Poison Ivy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's so, what you got? Give us hit number one or rose number one. Rose number one. Oh, I can't say this one. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen them in Nike, ESPN, L Magazine, and Sports Illustrated. Ooh, no, but you see, no, I'm not gonna give it away. Never mind. No, no. Okay, Paul get VP guess Liz Cambage. I guess US women's soccer. Any other guesses before we go to hint number two? Give it to us, B. Go ahead. Um, okay. Because of their vision, you've seen Gabrielle Union, LeBron James. And D Wade as just a few highlight them. Oh, this is interesting. And notice I keep saying them. Oh, this is pronouns like. No, he, no. Okay, so it no. So multiple people, multiple people. For, okay. For them. Okay. Just making sure because we are inclusive here on this. Definitely, pod, so. definitely, always. <laughs> okay, so them. Oh. Oh wait. Oh Lord. No. Wait, what's that? <laughs> I said WME. No. Okay. Let me try. Uh is it this? 
No. I said CAA. Paul said no. athletes what? No, it's, it's athletes. Of, I think he said athletes on um, United. Unlimited or? Unlimited, yeah. yes. It's okay. not them. Hint number three. Uh, they make shoe contact before eye contact. This is a tricky what? one. Shoe contact before what? Shoe, shoe contact, contact before eye contact. Eye? Mm-hmm. Paul, he said shoe contact before eye contact. Stop trying to get extra hints. <laughs> shoe contact before. All right, how about this? Hold on, you're not showing them. I can't. He see. said made for the dub. <laughs> <laughs> made for That's the. It. Is it made That's for it. the dub? Yes. <laughs> I'm sick about it. That's it. That is I it. He oh, wants that bonus. A... He wants that bonus from. Wow. Okay. I like that though. That's actually creative. So that was. Can you elaborate on the um Gabrielle Union D Wade bit? Yeah. So Gabrielle Union and D Wade. So we have um obviously I work with uh, Made for the W, and um you know I more specifically yes give my flowers to the to the whole outlet, but definitely to Mel Bria and Sim, because they're the visionaries behind this outlet. They've been hustling hard in starting basically the whole sneaker culture movement for women. Yep. And, you know, really nobody was really talking about what kicks the women were wearing before Mel, Bria, and Sim came. And so definitely want to shout out to them. But uh, D-Wade and Gabrielle Union, they did our top 10 sneakerhead countdown. You may have saw it last time. Oh, you know, yeah, that was so, nice. Yeah, and then, so, you know, they've been featured in, um, you've seen them full action, um, L Magazine. And wow. so, yeah, they, and our work has we been featured on ESPN. We love to see it. Yeah. Yeah, we were so. just talking about sneakers at the game the other night. Shouts to, yes, Suzanne A. Bear, shouts to her. She um has some new sneakers on. So listen, you ain't saying nothing but a thing to me, B. Terrell. You already know we got Bria Janelle as our in-game host yep. for the Atlanta Dream. So Bria, that's all yours. Mel, come on, y'all was doing things, visionaries. People didn't really care about women's kicks. You started that. Come on, Mel. And then Sim, you too. You had a part in that too, of just bringing the culture to life. There was always sneakerheads in the WNBA. There wasn't necessarily always people highlighting the sneakerheads in the WNBA. So made for the dub, Sim, all of you all. That's lit because culture is a whole thing. And it's so crazy because before you got on here, B, I was just talking about Fans come for so many different reasons and fans mm -hmm. are fans sometimes specifically because, hey, I like their sneakers. So shouts to all the sneakerheads out there that rock with the women of the W and shouts to Made for the Dove for doing things, okay? And shout out to it. you, B, for bringing it to attention because yes. I didn't know anything. I didn't know about that. So that's actually awesome. Thank mm -hmm. you. Go give us a follow. There you go. <laughs> Listen, right. at Made for the W. Give it a follow. I yeah. love what they're doing over there. They already know. I don't even got to tell the folks over there. They know how I feel. I rock with them. So love it. And thank you, B. Terrell, for the things yeah, you're doing to highlight great. women's sport. And yeah. then coming on here on Remotely Renee. Thank you. Thank you. And can, before I go, can I just say yeah. one thing, Renee? Of course. Yeah. yeah, of course. You were my, when I first started covering the league, you were my very first, I may have tweeted this to you, you were my very first interview. We talked nice. about your foundation and um, how you would bring um, a, a busload of people from West Virginia down yes. to the games. And like, ever since, it's been always, <laughs> <laughs> ever since it's been nothing but love. And I just thank you for everything that you stand for, what you 
you have done, you will do, and I appreciate the opportunity. Wow. Don't make me start getting emotional. You know, I've <laughs> cried on this set before and shed a thug here, but I actually remember that it was the Let's Go Pro. And I was excited to be doing that interview because a lot of times people don't necessarily care about the foundation work, but you were like all into it. So like I said, shouts to you all for being down. Like that's lit. I love it here. I love it here. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Thank you for coming through, B. Of course, I'm not gonna be like Jazz. I'm gonna actually get out. Yeah, you ain't gotta go home. <laughs> that was awesome. That was amazing. And you guys, this is what it's all about. Like, we are family. It don't matter how many times Snook, Cole, none of, they haven't met him before, but you would never know. And that's how we like it because every week we come here and we talk to you about business. We talk to you about our lives. We talk to you about what's going on and we connect while being remote. We'll see y'all next week. is your partner big boy interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood introducing neighbor to neighbor a california volunteers network that empowers you to take action contribute to local needs and be a part of something bigger than yourself visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community neighbor to neighbor it takes a neighborhood hello it's happening daily we're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com